Welcome to the PTA Elevation Podcast, where we help physical therapist assistant students pass the NPTE on the first try without wasting time or money. To learn more about the services we offer, find us on Facebook by searching PTA Board Study Group or fill out the form linked in the description. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's podcast. What's up, guys? Today, I want to talk about switching from that student mindset into that clinical slash clinician mindset. A lot of you guys have expressed that you have been like struggling getting into your clinical being like, oh my gosh, I've been in school for like a year, just like studying, 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 like study mode, study mode, study mode. But all of a sudden you get out into the clinic, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a real person in front of me with a real condition that they're, they have a real scar or whatever it is. If they're post-surgical, like I have other interdisciplinary nurses, OTs, speech, respiratory therapists that I'm working with, what's happening? Ah, don't worry. This is totally normal to be feeling this way, especially after being in school for a while. Take a deep breath and listen to these four steps that I'm going to give you to help make that transition a little less scary from being that student into that clinical mindset. Because remember, you're going to pass this test so you can be a clinician. You're going to have real patients that you're treating and you're going to have real people that you're interacting with. So let's dive into it. So our four steps to follow. Number one, and this is the most important for especially our new grad friends and then also for anybody who's entering into their first internship. You are not expected to know everything. Let me repeat this. Nobody is sitting there saying, oh my gosh, Sarah needs to know every little thing about PT and every single specialty at her first internship. No, you will be fine. We expect, and I say we as like, if I was your CI or something, I, that first day or so, I'm going to get that baseline. Like, where are we at? What do we need to work with? What do we already know? Like, let's kind of see where we're at with this you are not expected to know everything. It's okay. And with this being said, the only thing that me as like your CI, if I'm your CI or anybody else is expecting from you, this is the one thing we're expecting is for you to ask for help. If you don't know it, that's why we're there to supervise you and ask for help. Even if you're listening to this as a new grad, please ask your coworkers for help. If you're onboarding, ask them for help. If you're new to the clinic, ask them for help. I mean, there's things that I see every day in the clinic that I'm like, uh, I either consult the literature or I consult somebody else and it's fine. The scariest thing is if you do something and you don't know what's going on, that's when either somebody gets hurt or somebody gets the wrong treatment. So ask for help because nobody's going to look at you and say, oh, you're dumb, whatever. And if you have a CI that's doing that or another coworker or somebody that's doing that, screw them. Don't deal with that. Stand up for yourself. You are not expected to know everything. You are there to learn. Even as a new grad, you are there to learn. I work PRN and outpatient. I float around to a bunch of different clinics and there's times where I run into stuff. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I ask for help because you sitting there not asking for help is not going to help the patient. So reach out ask for help and know that it's okay that you don't know everything right now. You'll never know everything, but you know enough. So that's my first rule when it comes to surviving that transition into that clinical mindset. Number two, relationships are 90% of the game. I'm talking relationships with either your physician, the other coworkers, and especially with the patient. 90% of this game is relationships. 
you show up, you're a new person. They don't really know who you are. Be nice, friendly with them, get to know them. You see some like cat hair on them, ask them about their cat, ask to see a picture of their cat, ask them how they're doing that day. Like any plans for the weekend, just build that relationship with your patient, especially the patient and they're comfortable with you. I always say, as long as the patient feels comfortable with you, you can make mistakes within reason. So like that first thing where I say, you're not expected to know everything. You go up to the patient you're like, um, give me one second. Let me go ask Joe over here what this exercise means. Cause I'm not familiar with it. I'll be right back. They're not going to be upset to take a break. <laughs> At least most patients that I know, they're not going to be upset. They're going to be like, oh, okay. Like, cause you've already built that rapport with them. Just treat your patients respectfully and you'll, you'll be fine. And then when it comes to relationships with other coworkers, just essentially talk to them like they're people obviously like get to know them don't distract them from their work obviously because you wouldn't want someone distracting you from your work but you know build those nice relationships with your co-workers any other people in the interdisciplinary team it's all about relationships because these are the people who if you want to switch to a different specialty or something like that these are the people who are going to be your references at least your co-workers and then with your patients these are the people who are going to refer people to go back to that clinic to either see you or the other people there because you've built that relationship with them 90% of the game. I'm telling you, you can have a patient and you could be literally like, (laughs) you could literally do anything. And as long as it's within keeping them safe and stuff, if the patient likes you, you're good to go. You're good to go. Just make sure that you're asking for help and building good relationships. Number three, it's okay to deviate from quote unquote, the book. I'm sure you'll get out if you're on your internships, this is especially important. You'll see out in the clinic, things are done quote unquote differently. You'll get a lot of, uh, well, it depends and whatnot. And like, well, in the clinic, we do this. Like I'm thinking the way that I MMT patients is completely not by the book. When you're out in clinical practice, I would say do what is available. Let's say that the way that you're supposed to MMT somebody with a shoulder, they literally can't get on their stomach to do external rotation for MMT. Don't worry about it. Just like modify another way. Again, going back to the asking for help, suggestions from other people of what you should do with this patient. You'll have patients who refuse to put the cane in the proper hand for them to ambulate because they just have to have it in one specific hand. At that point, like if they're putting up a fight. Like you don't need to do every single thing from the book or by the book. It's okay. In clinical practice, things are done a little differently, but if you are in your internships, just kind of keep it in the back of the mind. Like, okay, Joe over here wants to hold in his right hand, even though his right foot's the effective foot and it should be in his left, but he's putting up a fight. He's refusing to work with me. If he doesn't keep it in his right hand, obviously the best choice right now is just to keep moving forward and to just practice and get him through the exercises if he's refusing. So why would you force it to go to the other hand? Stuff like that. It's okay to deviate from the book as long as if when you are a student to understand how the book actually wants things done. And then also as a clinician to still be familiar with the book because you might have students later on, they need to know the by the book thing as well. So understanding that it's okay to go a little bit off off off-throating when it comes to treatments, as long as we're doing it safely and it's an appropriate intervention for the patient. So same kind of thing as I say with the boards, safety and appropriate. The last thing I wanna say is take care of yourself. 
this is, can be a huge transition from just being book, 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 study, 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 PowerPoint, 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 to all of a sudden you got grandma Norma in front of you who had her hip replaced two weeks ago. And she's like, Hey, can you help me with some exercises? And you're like, Oh my God, there's a real person. Take care of your own mental health. This can be a big like tax on your brain to just like go into all of a sudden you're working full-time in a clinic for your clinicals, especially if you're working inpatient, it can be very taxing on your body. Just take care of yourself. Notice the signs of burnout. I know there's like great pages on Instagram that are like fighting burnout and physical therapy. If you just look them up, they have great resources, YouTube and everything like that. I'll talk about it again in another video, but making sure that you're taking care of yourself recognizing the signs of burnout, making sure that you're not letting it affect your treatment of your patients and just getting through the day, making sure that you're getting the most out of either your internship or your new job, if you're a new grad and that you're not overwhelming yourself and that you, again, go back to number one. That's why I have it. Number one, ask for help. If you need it, always reach out and ask for help, whether that be your family or even if you're pretty close with your CI have your ask your CI for help, tips, tricks, anything. Just make sure you're taking care of yourself because it's the kind of thing. How are we supposed to take care of our patients if we can't even take care of ourselves? We got to put our own oxygen mask on before helping others. So I hope that this was helpful in kind of giving you some uh, tips to make sure that you feel more comfortable as you transition into the clinic. Remember, and I, if you want to reach out to me for help as well, please reach out to me for help as well. I have people message me all the time, even like, how should I write this assessment? You can reach out to me for anything. Always ask for help. So take care, guys, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support, and we'll see you in the next episode.